There's a topic that's been floating around in my life experience ever since I was a little girl. It was something that back in the 1970s and 80s was always taught to me as taboo and untrue. Learning that back then, it actually created a foundation for me to be close to this idea that this topic could even exist in the first place. So what topic am I speaking of? Do you have any guesses? I'm speaking about reincarnation. Have you ever wondered about this? Maybe you believe in it, but you're looking for more information. In this episode, I became inspired to click that record button and just begin talking, surrendering to whatever was meant to come through. And I'm really glad I did because I was able to share and receive some powerful information from the collective animal energy and animal spirit. Now, do I proclaim to know it all about reincarnation? (laughs) Absolutely not. But I do, however, promise you that the information in this episode has been shared from the heart. And there's also a part that's been shared from the animals as well. So however you feel about this topic, I completely respect. And if you're open to hearing what transpired in this episode, stay with me. Because we're just getting started. I'll see you on the inside. Hi everybody, it's Mary Beth Haynes. And I'm the gal who speaks with animals and the host of the Awaken With Animals podcast. Awaken With Animals is a collection of inspiring channelings from the animals themselves and messages of guidance from them, those that we call our friends. They delve into the heart of the mind, body, spirit, and soul. And along with friends, some old, some new, I'll be having impactful conversations with other like-minded people who share a variety of profound experiences that animals and other sentient beings have brought to their lives. Anything from the journey of healing to the celebrations of life, there's an animal who has a story to tell, a lesson to teach us, and a gift to provide to us all. This podcast promises to bring you uplifting inspiration and divine loving guidance. I'll be calling upon the collective animal energy, animal spirit, and the beings of light to match and join our vibration. I will channel messages of love and hope, as well as help you with your own connection to the animals in your life, in nature, and more. We'll explore all of this with our heart's authenticity and our soul's growth in a space of divine wisdom and love always. So be prepared to be amazed at just how profoundly deep an animal's message can be, why they are here to assist humanity, and to learn just how many blessings they have to share with you. It is my heart's intention that as we awaken with animals, we will activate a deeper and meaningful life. Hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. You know what? Before I say another word, I want to share something from my heart. And I invite you to just take a deep breath and tune in as you breathe out to the essence of what my heart's vibration is sharing forward at this very, very time that you hear my voice. My name is Mary Beth Haynes, and I am the gal who speaks with animals. And before I hit the record button, I called in a beautiful space of energy, and I've called in the beings to come and match that vibration. 
And as I did this, I had a overwhelming, beautiful and calming sense of this divine message that wants to be shared from where my heart space or my heart chakra or my heart center resides. When I connect into this heart space, I always feel that this is where divinity or our truth or our connection to source energy, to God, to great spirit, to that divinity of which we all have access to, that super conscious space where we are able to access at any time. And personally, for me, being able to access this space, it's becoming easier and easier. But, you know, let's go back 10 years or, or you know, let's go back into the past. And it wasn't as easy to connect. It took practice and it took an intention and, and it took many different life experiences for me to be able to access this space so quickly. And as I begin our time together, I really feel like this energy and and the energetic of our time together is coming forward from this space. And so I welcome you to this time together here as we awaken with animals and receive the opportunity to activate a deeper and meaningful life. When we connect in to that space within our heart, And when we embrace that space as a space of love, as that divine place that is safe and where wisdom can be found and received, it just makes me feel like I want to take another deep breath. And I invite you to do that with me, to just take that breath in and then take that breath out and just allow and just allow. As each episode here is unscripted, I find that when I get the nudge that it's time for another episode of Awaken with Animals, I absolutely love it when it happens because I've talked in previous episodes how sometimes I found it hard. Like it's almost like I felt like I was getting stuck that there, you know, the energy wasn't flowing as well and I wasn't getting the nudges to record another episode as easily. And it's just such a a beautiful shift from if you've heard me talk in previous episodes when that's come up for me, it's usually at a time where I'm working through something. It's usually at a time where I'm shifting vibrations. It's usually at a time where I'm I'm learning something on a soul's level and and I really need to move through that and becoming stuck is one of my lessons right and it makes me you know my 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 humanness becomes so happy because this nudge that I've received feels so pure and it feels so divine and it feels like it's here with presence it's here with that beautiful beautiful safe space and what I would love to to talk about today and what's coming forward really strongly, and it came forward probably about a half an hour before I received the nudge to record this, is a topic that 
I find so fascinating and is a topic that I would love to learn and hear more from you about on your take on it. You see, about a half an hour ago, I was in the bathroom with Brigger. It's 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 bath day today for the dragons. And as Brigger was in the bath, and as I was connecting in with her, this topic came forward. And it came forward in a couple of different ways. But to share the most profound part of it was Brigger was the one that was able to be that conduit of energy to say, hey, it's time to hit that record button. And hey, guess what? It's time to talk about reincarnation. And so I had a chat with her and it was, it was really cool. Then I was able to receive some downloads and some information and I thought, wait a minute, right? My human part was saying, wait a minute, no, I haven't hit record yet. (laughs) Of course, right? And then that super conscious part of me came over and and, and that soul part of me came over and, and just said, hey, when you hit that record button and you surrender to the process, allow it to come through. I'm like, okay. So here we are would love to talk about the topic of reincarnation and what will come forward from here I will surrender to my human part my human brain my human mind that part that says yeah but you kind of don't know what's going to happen next and then that soulful part of me says that's right isn't that fun let's do this and I'm like okay let's do this reincarnation When I was a little girl, I was taught that we don't reincarnate. Reincarnation was kind of a silly notion. I was taught that we are born with a soul. We live a life. When our lifetime is up, we die. Our body goes through a physical death and our soul moves forward. And it moves forward to an afterlife. And at that time, I was taught that our soul moves forward to heaven or to hell, depending on how we lived our life. I grew up in the 70s, and the 70s and the 80s, and it was a much different time than where we are now. So that was my foundational teachings of, you know, where and what happens when we live our lives. And as I grew older, I remember being in about grade 8, And I remember at that point, I had been going to church every week. I mostly understood the Sunday school part. The church part was just way over my head. I could never really understand it. I would sing the hymns and I would find my mind not being there. So I would try and listen to the minister and I would try and listen to his messages. And he had some some really wonderful messages, but I found that my attention span at least what I thought was my attention span, wouldn't allow me to stay present there for very long. And my mind would not necessarily mind, like it's not like my mind would go off somewhere, that human part of me. It was almost like that other part of me would would kind of go somewhere else, that soul part of me. And so in grade eight, I remember telling my parents, I said, like, I don't want to go to Sunday school anymore. I don't want to go to church anymore. There's just, I I just don't want to go. And I remember them saying like, you know, well, why? You know, you've, you've gone for all these years and we always go together as a family. And 
you know, I know that they had a difficult time accepting my request. And of course, in grade eight, I'm about, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. You know, I'm moving into teenage years. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, find myself even further. I'm starting to get into those teenage type of hormones. And, you know, and I think they thought, you know, maybe she's going through, you know, that, right? And maybe this will change. And so I know they had a hard time with it, but I'm so grateful to them for allowing me to have my request uh, granted. And I didn't need to go to church anymore. They continued and, and that was great. But I, I found that because they allowed me to have that step being able to be taken, I still didn't know where I was going from there, but I did know that I didn't have to go to church anymore. And so to me, that was a, a huge burden off my shoulders because I felt at the time that it was a, it just wasn't working for me. Now in this message that I'm sharing right now, am I saying that all church and and all Sunday school and all congregations that have come together, you know, shouldn't you know, doesn't work? No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I have wonderful friends and I've talked to people and I have family members that that love their churches. They they go weekly and, and they have such wonderful fellowship and they have wonderful congregations and some of the things that they've shared with me that, that they do and they've shared together with their congregations have been mind-blowing to me because those things that they're sharing with me today, now, never happened back in the 70s or 80s. And so what I'm sharing now isn't saying, you know, church, no, Sunday school, no, you know, organized religion, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I believe that this is a personal choice. It's a spiritual choice. And it's a choice that is unique to each and every one of us. So how I feel about something doesn't necessarily mean that I'm saying this is right about everything, if that makes sense. So going back to this decision I made about not attending Sunday school and church anymore was actually a trajectory for me to be able to move to the next level and then to the next level and then to the next and the next and the next of learning, of finding and searching and, and, and being able to, to come to where I am today, talking with you. And for some reason, I felt the inspiration to share where this all started from at around grade eight, because it just feels like there's some sort of tie in here. I don't know what it is, but I'm surrendering and I'm trusting. Did you see how my human mind just came in there? (laughs) Came in there for a brief moment, just trying to figure this out. And then it's like, wait, no, I decided and I set the intention to surrender and to trust. So where to go from here? Well, when I moved through all of those years, moved through the 70s, moved through the 80s, moved through the 90s, moved through the early 2000s, coming to now where we are here. I always have that, so I always have the kind of that bridge, that part where the first teaching that was a foundation for me was that There's no such thing as reincarnation. And then through life experiences and through different things that would happen and spiritual experiences, 
certain things that would happen to me, dreams, really, really strong, uh, what's the word, deja vus, you know, looking into my husband's eyes before I even knew he was going to be my husband and seeing something deep within him. And I remember saying to him, like, oh my God, I can see your soul. Like, I can see it so clearly. And there was some very strong, strong, uh, I'm trying to think of the right word. It was just an inner knowing that I've known you somewhere before, you know, and to connect with people and to meet them for the first time going, wow, we've just met yet. I feel like we've been together for thousands of years. Have you ever connected with somebody in that way or had any strong deja vus or had any type of things come forward? Like I looked into Troy's eyes and all I could see was previous times together. And it was so profound. It still happens to this day. And so talking about reincarnation and tapping into collective animal spirit and animal energy that is in direct connection with the purest and highest love and the purest and highest light. I feel the guardian animals of lightness here with us, the guardian angels of lightness here with us. And I feel divine spirit's presence with such glowing love. And when we connect deeper in, when it comes to reincarnation with animals, I would love to be able to open up the space to invite in the wisdom and the vibration that will come here to match and join so that we may learn more about reincarnation, specifically with animals. There are two different ways to look at reincarnation, and I find that these are quite amazing. So the first way about reincarnation is the belief or understanding that we have lived lifetimes before this one. So for example, we have a soul, our soul comes to experience life. So for example, my name is Mary Beth Haynes, I am a human, and in this physical body, there is a soul that has come here to experience life as Mary Beth Haynes in this physical body. When Mary Beth Haynes' time here in the physical comes to an end, then this body will die. And then the spirit of Mary Beth Haynes will transition, right? It will transition to from physical to spirit form. The soul that has come here to experience life as Mary Beth Haynes will also move forward into its next journey or wherever this soul is meant to go or do. And it, it can be a little confusing and I don't proclaim to completely understand it all. But from my understanding, this is how I have found that it works. So when our animals come to spend time with us here on earth, they may come as a soul in the form of a dog or a cat. Maybe they've come as a soul in the form of a horse or a bearded dragon or a fish, you know, a reptile you know, a frog, um, a rabbit, whatever you name it, our animals have come forward as souls that are in the forms of the beautiful beings that they are in our lives. And then what happens when their time comes, and it's usually when their purpose has been complete, 
that they then experience a physical death. So their body experiences a physical death. The spirit of who they are transforms or changes form from physical to spirit, right? So they they never leave. They're still very much with us. It's just their form has changed from physical to spirit. And the soul aspect of them also moves forward to the next phase and the next journey. Does this make sense so far? It's quite interesting, isn't it? And so now when we look at the next part to this, and I'm just connecting in saying, okay, I'm surrendering here. What's the next part? When we connect in to the next part here, I was mentioning about the two ways that we can look at reincarnation. So that was the one, right? We, we, we come, we live a life in physical form, our spirit transforms into or changes form into spirit, and then our soul moves forward. And then we'll choose to incarnate into another life. And then again, have that life. And then when that physical life dies, the physical transforms into spirit and the soul continues forward and then may reincarnate into another lifetime, etc., etc., etc. Sometimes they may reincarnate and sometimes they may not. Maybe there's work to do in spirit form or on the other side of life, as I like to call it. And so these are all things that I know the soul within me, you know, has experienced this and my higher self can tap into this. But me as Mary Beth Haynes, I don't remember. I don't have a conscious memory of any of this. But this is what I've been told spiritually with with the guides that I work with and from animals as well. And so this is kind of my interpretation and understanding of what they've been able to teach me. So that's the first way. And as we look at that, we can also look at the second way that some people choose to look at this as well, and that's through ancestry. So for example, instead of incarnating into a new life, right, having the soul incarnate to a new life, it's kind of like the soul continues forward through the family lineage. So through the familial lineage, each soul journey comes forward And instead of talking about a past life, it's actually a past life of someone in the family line. So let me see if that makes sense. So again, these are kind of like, it's, it's kind of like trying to, to understand it, but being able to articulate it and explain it in the best way. So the first way that I've been shared from animals, from um, guides and spirits is the first part that I told you about souls coming to have a physical life experience. When that life experience is done, they have a physical death. The spirit of that that body moves, uh, changes form and moves forward to spirit and the soul moves forward and then may choose to incarnate into the next life, etc, etc. The second part is, and this was explained to me once, was that instead of incarnating into new lives, the incarnation continues through the familial line. And so if we have a past life, then instead of looking at it as a past life, you know, as a whatever it was, it it continues in that familial line. And um, with that, sometimes if we have a past life experience, sometimes, and I find that this is more like scientific, more of the scientists or through different 
kinds of things that they can actually prove, right? I find that they tend to go more with the familial lineage and having those those souls experience come forward down the family through ancestry. So which one is right? Well, I don't know. What I share the most resonance with is the first one. Not to say that the second one doesn't make sense to me with the familial line, because it does. I mean, a lot of things that we carry forward in this lifetime comes from our ancestors. A lot of times there's things that we have come here to learn because our ancestors didn't. And therefore, through cellular memory, through, you know, the family line and through the soul's journey through the family line and all the souls that, you know, were part of this soul group in our family line, right? I I totally believe that there's a part to it. However, the most that I resonate with and the most that animals have shared with me is the first part. And that is the incarnation into another life. And then once that life is completed, the soul incarnates into another life or maybe stays over on the other side of life and does work there, etc., etc. And so I found that a lot of people, when I do communication sessions, will ask, you know, Fluffy seems so much like, you know, Fluffy number one, right? This, say this is Fluffy number two. And, you know, back, back when I had Fluffy number one, Fluffy number two just seems so much like her. You know, there's so many similarities. And, and every time I talk to Fluffy number two, I keep thinking of Fluffy number one and I don't know why, right? And, you know, is Fluffy number two reincarnated? And all of this and all these questions come forward in this way. And one thing that I'm finding from animals and what they've been sharing with me is that especially as of late, and when I say as of late and I tap into like, what is as of late? Can you tell me a little bit more? Like, give me chronological time. So I'm getting within the last 10 to 15 years that animals have chosen to reincarnate back into our lives more often than they did before that. And that they've done that because we, over the last 10 to 15 years, have been going through some powerful shifts here on Earth. Earth has been going through some powerful shifts and that we are moving at such a faster rate. So I was talking before about growing up in the 70s and the 80s. I mean, the timeline then and the timeline now feels to me like two different realities it feels like it like where we were in the 70s to where we are now like holy cow such a shift and such a change and so the animals are saying that you know especially within the last 10 to 15 years they have chosen to reincarnate back into our lives to help us with so many things and it's really interesting because i had never experienced before animals that came into my life that I knew were like, oh yeah, no, this is fluffy number one, right? Totally know that this is fluffy number one reincarnated into fluffy number two or three or four or whatever. Until the last several years. And I've had a lot of animals in my life and they were telling me that they are reincarnations, but I just didn't know at the time. I wasn't ready for it yet. So I've always had like cats and dogs. I've had horses and rabbits and, you know, guinea pigs and hamsters and cows and chickens and pigs. And I mean, those were the animals that I've been used to having in my life since a young child. And then it wasn't until Darwin came into my life, right? Darwin is my beautiful soul friend in the form of a bearded dragon. 
And he came into my life about three years ago, four years ago. And I remember a wonderful, a wonderful soul reached out to me and she asked me if I knew of anybody who wanted a bearded dragon. That this bearded dragon's family loved him dearly, but were looking for a home where he could get everything that he needed and they really wanted him to, to go to the right home. And um, I remember saying, well, send me his photo and I'll, I'll share around, right? And see if anybody would like to... Um, who he might like to adopt <laughs> and so she showed me his photo and the family sent a video of him eating raspberries and I just looked at him and went oh my god I don't know why but I need to know who this guy is so this was Darwin the bearded dragon and I had never had a reptile in my life my whole life. In fact, I never really had reptile experience at all. I remember, I mean, I remember having uh, toads and frogs when I was a little girl, but snakes back then scared the heck out of me. Um, I was never around any type of reptiles. Um, and I remember, I mean, our pond had turtles and I think it was like turtles, frogs and toads. That was pretty much the, the extent of it. I need I needed to know who this who this guy named Darwin was. And so I went to meet him and there was some sort of connection with him that I could not explain. And I was able to connect in deeper with him and he adopted me and it was so wonderful. I wanted to take a moment to reach out and ask if there's anything that you need right now. You know, how are things going with the animals in your life? Is there something particular that you're looking for in your relationship with them? I invite you to come and visit me on my website. Simply go to thegalspeaks.com and have a look around. Be sure to go to the free gifts tab where you'll find lots of free gifts that I'm delighted to share with you. Want to drop me a message? Simply go to my personalized contact form on the website and shoot one over to me. I can't wait to hear from you. So Darwin's family provided everything, his beautiful, large terrarium, his lights, you know, they, they shared with me how to care for him and the foods he would eat. And they were absolutely wonderful. And so we load up my car and Darwin, it was about an hour, hour and a half away. And here comes Darwin, his newly adopted family who he adopted on his way to his new home. And so since then he came home and, you know, we, got him all set up in his terrarium and of course there was a transition right he was moving from you know into a new home and we needed to get to know each other better but that soul connection was so strong the whole way and I remember having a conversation with him and I remember him saying because I said Darwin like you're just such a beautiful friend and he said you know I'm your soul friend and I said you're my soul friend wow that's really neat and he told me he was here to help me move through some things in my life. And I thought, huh, okay, that's interesting. Little did I know what he'd be helping me with. Oh, at the time, I had no clue. But man, has he ever pulled through on that? He has been here through something very profound. And I thank him for that. But I remember him saying to me, like, I'm not just your friend. I'm your soul friend. And I remember him saying some things 
And it wasn't until probably six months, I'm, and, and I'm kind of guessing at that, six to eight months into him being here, we had another soul talk. And this image of my horse Thunder from when I was young came into my mind. And I remember thinking, wow, Thunder, yeah. And then Thunder came through with a message for me. Remember I said Darwin said he, he came to come help me move through something and I didn't know what that was at the time and this was like six to eight months later. And Thunder, when I got the image of Thunder, through talking with Darwin, Thunder started talking to me from spirit and he started sharing with me some things and Thunder was my teacher when I was about, I don't know, grade seven, eight, six, six, seven, eight, something like that, maybe five, six, seven. And uh, he was a wonderful, wonderful teacher to me at that time. And as he came forward, Thunder was telling me from spirit how he had come to visit with me to be able to help me move through what I was moving through at that time. And this was a huge life, life experience that I was healing from. And then all of a sudden, Thunder and Darwin started merging into one. And they both told me that Thunder had incarnated into Darwin and that Darwin came into this life as Darwin the Beard and Dragon with the soul of thunder. And it blew my mind because I always figured, right, when we think about an animal and them reincarnating back, we think about, oh, well, you know, if it's Fluffy the dog, Fluffy will reincarnate into another dog. So if you're ever thinking about your animal reincarnating back into your life, don't be stuck. <laughs> this is kind of like a life lesson I learned is not to be stuck on how they come back into your life. Because Thunder was a horse in my life. And then afterwards, and after his passing, it wasn't until many years later that I come to learn that he chose to reincarnate into the body and the life of a bearded dragon named Darwin. So a horse reincarnates into a reptile and never having a reptile before and all of a sudden having this deep soul connection with Darwin and then learning and receiving that Darwin is actually thunder in this lifetime as Darwin the bearded dragon. It was so profound. Moving forward, you might have heard on previous podcasts how my other beautiful friends in the form of bearded dragons adopted me, Blessing and Brigger. So Blessing came into my life because she was really needing to decide whether she was going to live or not. She was a little baby beardy, very, very tiny, it could fit in the palm of my hand. And um, her story is in a previous episode, so I won't go deep into that. But when she came home with me and came into the family she had a decision to make whether she was going to live or whether she you know her purpose was complete even after only being on earth for a short period of time a few weeks she decided that no her life purpose was not completed and that she was to move forward and so she's grown up into this adult now blessing the bearded dragon and about, I don't know, six months ago, I'd say. And again, I time for me a lot of times is irrelevant because I, I don't seem to fit into that time anymore. But I'm going to say approximately six months ago or so, I um, got from her because she was doing these things 
that were reminding me of a beautiful soul that I had in my life named Kitty, who was a black cat. And all of a sudden, Kitty came into my mind and I got a message from Kitty from Spirit. Then Kitty and Blessing merged into one and then shared with me that Blessing is Kitty reincarnated. So Kitty, a cat, reincarnated back into my life as a bearded dragon. There's more to the story than this, but just because of time for this episode and things like that, maybe it's a story for another time, but the way that this happened was it didn't happen just like, boom, hi, you know, I'm blessing and guess what? I'm your cat reincarnated. It wasn't like that. It happened over time. It happened over many conversations and experiences and things like that. And then it came forward in the most profound ways. And guess what? It came forward when I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't thinking, hey, who were you in a past life? Or hey, has Kitty come back into my life? Like I wasn't thinking any of that. It just came to me all on its own. And that's why I trusted even more because of how it was presented to me and how each time it was like, okay, there's Darwin. And then all of a sudden I get a message from Thunder from Spirit And then all of a sudden, the two messages start merging into one. And then both of them tell me as one, which was what I could see in the physical, which was Darwin, telling me that Thunder reincarnated into the life of Darwin, the bearded dragon. So the soul of Thunder reincarnated into the life of Darwin. And then when it came to blessing, it was like, okay, um, again, not expecting it, not asking questions about it, just having certain conversations, having certain experiences, finding that Blessing was doing a lot of things that reminded me of Kitty, thinking about that, and then all of a sudden, Kitty visiting me from spirit, coming forward with a message, and then all of a sudden, Kitty and Blessing merging together, seeing Blessing within physical form, learning from them that kitty reincarnated kitty's soul reincarnated into blessing the life of blessing the bearded dragon so it's so cool how i've never had reptiles in my life and all of a sudden i've got two reptiles now that are animals that i've had in my life the souls that have reincarnated back into my life into the form of bearded dragons and it's just been so amazing to learn from this one more story for you because there's brigger the bearded dragon as well Brigger, now I think I've shared her story on one of the podcasts as well, but I don't know if I shared this in full. And so when Brigger came into my life, she um, was not having a very good life where she was because she was in a clutch, which is the all the baby bearded dragons that were born, all the eggs that are hatched, that's called a clutch. And so they had started, well, for lack of better words, beating her up. They There was something about her they didn't like and survival of the fittest. And they were literally all beating up on her. So they removed her from the clutch and home she came with me. And I remember saying at the time that I already had two bearded dragons and I would love to have, you know, every animal, every reptile, every everything, but there's only so much room So that I agreed to take her based on that, you know, until I could find her her forever home, she would be very welcome and loved here. And so it was always with the intention of, you know, where will be in the highest and the best for Brigger and where will her forever home be? And to connect her with her soulmates, her soul group, her soul partners in human form that would give her that family, that would give her that home. And I remember, you know, 
two months would pass, three months would pass, four months would pass. And I always would put it out there and set out the intention, you know, to find her forever home, to find the family that are soul to soul connections for her, to find that for her. And I remember talking to her and I remember asking her questions. And I remember saying to her, like, you know, telling her that she was welcome to stay as long as she could, that I loved her so very much. And, you know, I really wanted to find her the home where she was meant to be. And so I started, you know, like I said, two months passed, three months passed, four months passed. So I started asking her questions and I said, you know, is your soul connection somewhere out there? And she's like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, is that soul connection me? Like, is that not to say that our souls aren't connected because they are. But what I meant specifically was the soul connection that she had come into this lifetime as Brigger to reconnect with. Right. So that person that she is she came here to reconnect with who has that direct link soul connection so i was asking that question so i said is that soul connection me and she said no and i'm like okay well we're going to keep putting it out there and i asked her to keep putting it out there with me and set that intention you know and we weren't able to find any families no families were coming forward you know all this kind of stuff and so i'm like okay so i had another conversation with her again asking is your soul that soul that you're meant to be with, is that person out there? Yes. Okay. So, and I just want to double check, is that soul me? Because I'd love, I'd love it if it would be. And I'm getting no. I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden, one day it came to me. It's like, you're not asking the right questions. So I'm like, interesting. All right. So let me ask the right questions. So please help me in asking the right questions. So again, Brigger is your soulmate, is that soul family, is that soul out there for you? The one that you're meant to live your life as Brigger, the bearded dragon with, is that person or people still out there? Yes. Okay. Just double checking. Is that person me? No. All of a sudden I thought, huh. Brigger, is that person Troy? Troy's my husband. All of a sudden I got, yes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been asking the wrong questions because I'm thinking, okay, is it me? So if it's not me, then it can't be my family, right? That's just where I was going. But it was, it was this family. Her soul connection is with my husband, Troy. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I'm like, Brigger, tell me more. So it was like, it's like I, my, my soul, my higher self got on the phone and dialed her higher self, right? And we had a soul to soul talk and it was really cool. And get this, she came here as Brigger the bearded dragon and she had that life experience where the clutch turned on her because of that life experience that brought her into this home so that she could connect with the soul that she came here that she was meant to connect with. And that is of Troy. And I asked her, what is your connection with Troy? And all of a sudden from spirit, his dog, when he was a child named Mitzi came forward and shared a message with me. And all of a sudden Mitzi and Brigger merged together and came in the form of Brigger the bearded dragon and Mitzi, Troy's childhood dog, the soul of Mitzi, has chosen to reincarnate into the form of a bearded dragon named Brigger and back into Troy's life. 
So it's so interesting how I've never had reptiles and then all of a sudden within like, you know, a span of, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, I have three in our family (laughs) and they all have specific ties in soul wise because of our soul's connections and from animals from our past that have reincarnated into our lives now in the form of bearded dragons. So it is so amazing and interesting to have had this experience. So in sharing all of this with you, where does this bring us to? It brings us to, again, the concept of reincarnation. It brings us to the teachings that animals have shared with me about reincarnation and not only what they've taught me through communications, sessions that I've had with other animals, but what the actual beings in my life such as Brigger, Blessing, and Darwin, have taught me personally. So I truly believe that there is a very strong possibility that we have lived other lifetimes, other experiences, and when that physical journey came to an end, that physical part experienced a death, but then transformed or changed form into spirit, And the soul of that experience, the soul of that body, then moved forward to where its next evolution experience would be. I've had animals share with me that they've chosen to stay on the other side of life because there was work to be done there. I've had animals share with me that they have reincarnated back into another lifetime and they've come back into that person's life where they left. Sometimes they come back into another lifetime, but they have different purposes, right? And so they aren't back in that person's lifetime yet because they have to experience life with somebody else in their soul family first. Or maybe there's some other experience they need to go through first before getting reunited back in with their human. We all come here in soul groups. And so even like our human family members our, you know, friends, we all come in soul groups and we tend to travel in soul groups is my understanding. And so when our time comes for us to no longer be here in the physical, again, the physical experience is a death and then the energy changes form into spirit. The soul then moves forward into its next journey. And as that happens, we tend to continue to come back into our soul groups, you know, so we come back into the soul family or the soul group in many different ways. And so what animals have taught me is that there's a purpose for it all and that the timing of it is also part of that purpose. Sometimes when an animal dies, we want them to come back into our lives so badly and we say, please, please reincarnate, please come back, please come back, right? And sometimes there's something we need to go through first before they can or before they do. There's something we need to learn because if they just come right back into our lives into another form, sometimes we expect them to be exactly who they were before they left. But that was the physical journey of who they are. That was the spiritual essence of who they were. The soul journey may choose to come back into a completely different personality, a completely different set of behaviors, We don't know, right? But what animals have shared with me is that what will happen will happen on its purpose and what will happen in its own divine timing. And so to trust in that. 
Will every animal come back and reincarnate into our lives? I don't know the answer to that. What I do receive from animals is, is that a lot of times we will meet again, right? We will meet again in the physical, but not always. It really depends on why that animal was in our life, what it was that we were to learn together, and what that soul connection was. You know, are we to continue this soul connection in physical form, right? Are we to continue this in future lives or are we to continue this in this lifetime where we're still here, but they've passed on and then the soul reincarnates back into our life in another form, right? And there's so many different possibilities and what they're sharing with me and what animals have shared with me is that it's really not for us to be able to figure that out, but when we can trust And also, if we ask, if it is in the highest and the best for you to come back into my physical life here as Mary Beth Haynes, I welcome you to, you know, please do if that is in the highest and the best for both our soul's journeys, right? Because there is a possibility that it is. But I know that there's some animals that I've had in my life that have not reincarnated back into my life as Mary Beth Haynes, but I know that we will meet again in my next lifetime, should I reincarnate, should the soul, my soul reincarnate into another life experience, right? And so as I talk here, I'm just sharing things that are coming through, but the human part of me is coming through saying, make sure you're making sense, make sure you're making sense. So I really hope that I'm making sense. And this might be one episode that you might need to listen to more than once, Because there's so much that wants to come through when it comes to reincarnation. There is so much to reincarnation itself. What I'm feeling coming through right now is kind of like this invitation to kind of slow it down. Because I've been kind of like, you know, putting out a whole bunch of information that's just been kind of coming through. So I'm just going to slow it down for just a moment. Just asking the animals, when it comes to reincarnation, what is the next best step to take for where we are now? And I'm hearing the following. Our dearest friends, we come forward to you as souls who come into physical bodies to experience life in that physical body. We may come forward to you in the form of animals. We may come forward to you in the form of humans. We may even come forward to you as an insect or a hawk flying by or that bird that comes to your window and that you notice a lot more than you would any other bird. We come forward as souls in physical bodies of many forms. And as we come forward in your life, as an animal who is so very close to you, who you are so very close to, where there is a connection that you can only explain it as, I feel like I'm at home when I'm with you. That is a true soul connection and a way for the two of you to be able to connect and learn as teachers, as guides, and so much more to each other. You have connected together for a reason and for a purpose. Now we know 
as animals that our lifespan is not as long as a human's. And we know that if we come into your life as an animal, chances are you will also experience our death. And we want to remind you that we have come as a soul in the form of that particular animal. When the time comes for our physical body to die and for us to leave the earth, we are not gone. We still remain with you as the essence of who we are as that animal. You see, our physical body as that animal will die. But the essence of who we are, the spirit of who we are, is still very much there. What happens when the physical body dies is that we change form. And we move from a physical body into one of energy. Now, you don't see us in the same way. We don't have the denseness that a physical body provides. We don't have the setup of what a physical body is. But our spiritual bodies are very much with you. We are able to do many things while in spirit. So even though we are in spirit, we can still be with you, guide with you, walk with you. And we can still work with you just like we did when we were on earth. But when the time comes and it's our journey's essence to move forward into spirit, that is where we go. And spirit is beautiful. It is with love and it is with light. The soul that we come in the physical to be able to share life as that animal with you, that soul moves forward. For it's the soul's evolution and journey to continue that journey, to move forward, to learn, to grow, to evolve. We sometimes show Mary Beth when we come forward through the communication sessions that she has with the wonderful humans like yourself. And we come forward and we show her the graduation cap. And that to her is the sign that our souls have graduated. We've gone to the next level. We're able to do so much more. We're able to decide where to go next. Are we going to continue working over on the other side of life, as Mary Beth says? Or are we wanting to make a new contract and come back into another physical life? You see, there is blessings in so many things when it comes to our time as animals together with you as humans. We are here to experience life, to learn, to live, to grow. We are also here in physical form to die and to experience the death process so that we may move and transform and change form into spirit. As spiritual beings, we are still very much with you. We carry the essence of who we were with you in physical form on earth. And in soul form, the soul that we are connected with that came forward in our bodies as physical beings has the opportunity to continue its growth and move forward and learn and grow. And there is an opportunity to reincarnate and to reincarnate back into your life. It may be this lifetime. It may be future lifetimes. It may be both. And we ask that as 
you learn more about the subject of reincarnation to also realize that there's so much more and that in time more will be revealed. All in all, our essence is of love. And we come forward in talking with you as spiritual beings that have lived an animal's life with you on earth. And we also come forward as spiritual beings in physical form as the animals in your life right now. We merge together this message of soulful wisdom to share with you and to bring you that guidance and that love in knowing that your souls are connected for a reason. And if they are connected, you will meet again. We share this message with the love and the light that love resides. We thank you with much love. Dear friends, I wish to thank you for this opportunity to share this message. And as it was channeled through, I was given such a feeling of warmth. And I still have that warmth with me. And I share this warmth with you from my heart. When I began talking at the beginning of this episode, I really felt like this message wanted to come from my heart space and that's where I began and then I got into all of this that we've just discussed on reincarnation and I found that I was you know had a lot that was coming through and I was talking faster and there was a lot there and then I was reminded to slow it down and as I did this beautiful message was able to be received and to be shared with you all and I feel that that loving space from my heart space again for yes it's in my heart space but it's not like I'm the conduit right it's coming from that divine place that divinity from the collective animal energy and the animal spirit guardian animals of lightness guardian angels of lightness it's it's such a truly beautiful space to be in and I thank you for sharing in this time and this space with me as we opened up the the door to talk about reincarnation. There's so much more that we can talk about. But for now, I think this is a good start. How about you? I wish to thank all the beautiful beings of light that have come to join us, the animals, and to be able to help us awaken further with them and understand a little bit more about the concept of reincarnation and the possibilities that can very much be with us how our souls are entwined with the animals that are in our lives for they are souls here having an animal experience and as we continue learning also knowing that we will be together again for our souls are entwined and so whether it's in this lifetime or whether it's in a next lifetime or however it may be i feel warmth in my heart knowing that It will be as it should, because that's its purpose. And knowing that when my life ends here physically, as Mary Beth Haynes the human, and when it changes form and moves into spirit, 
that the essence of Mary Beth Haynes will still be, will always be. As Mary Beth Haynes' essence moves into spirit form, I know the soul of which is inhabiting Mary Beth Haynes' body will also move forward and will move forward to its next phase of evolution. And that brings me feelings of hope, brings me feelings like I know there's more and there's more learnings and there's more joy and there's more experiences. And to give thanks to all the animals that I've spent time with in this lifetime so far and all the animals that I will continue to spend time with physically. Those same animals in which I will be spending and am spending time with spiritually. And the souls of those animals in which our souls have been intertwined and have been reintroduced together, such as the stories of Blessing, Brigger, and Darwin. Dearest and beautiful friends, thank you for this time together. If you have a story to share about a reincarnation with an animal that you would love to share, please share with me. Please tell me. Write me. Go to thegalspeaks.com and use my personalized contact form there or email me at thegalspeaks at gmail.com. So website thegalspeaks.com or email thegalspeaks at gmail.com. Tell me your story. Tell me about it. I would love to learn more. Ah. So beautiful friends, as we end our time together, thank you for this topic of reincarnation. Let's see where this goes from here. Until next time, bye for now. Mm-hmm.